0: One time for my kids from the old school Two times for the
1: ambassador of cool As Yo, welcome been, to the Gig Life Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie Taylor. Happy New Year to you and yours. Hope you stay safe and well. Just quickly before we rip into this episode, if you dig this podcast, please leave a five-star review in your app or wherever you listen to this podcast. Follow on Instagram and Facebook Subscribe and click on that notifications bell There's heaps of stuff coming up So you really don't want to miss a thing Leave a tip or a donation if you dig All links are in the show notes Or at thegiglifepodcast.com My guest today is Christian Lawful A.K.A. A2 The Brown Wonder A2 is a brilliant multi-instrumentalist Composer, producer and audio engineer. He has a brand new podcast out called The Wonderland Podcast and he has a new album coming out really soon. This is episode 129 and I hope you enjoy my conversation with A2, The Brown Wonder. I think we're rolling now in the house tonight. The ooze on the loose, hanging out with this goose. <laughs> <laughs> how, long spent, you been holding, s- how long s- have you been holding on to that one? I spent <laughs> all day writing that. <laughs> Genius, mate. <No. laughs> the ambassador of cool A2, the brown wonder. How's it going, bro? My Wel- man. Welcome to Very the, good, bro. Welcome to the Gig Life podcast. Cheers, brother. Thanks uh, for having me. No, sweet as, um, Yeah, that – what we'll talk a little bit more about your podcast a little bit later, but one thing that I need to say about that is I've listened to your podcast and I need to up my intro game. <laughs> your <laughs> intro is awesome. That was so cool, man. You're like, and, and I was going, oh, was that your first episode? Nah, you sound like you've been doing that intro for years. Was well, wicked.
0: That's, that's years in the making,
1: though. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just like my <laughs> opening line, right?
0: <laughs> Cheers, brother.
1: Yeah. No, nah, awesome, man. Um, yeah, what's going on, bro? You're over on the northern beaches of Sydney at the moment. I'm yeah. I'm uh, Parramatta sort of region. Western um, beaches. Yeah, what's the day in the life of uh, A2 at the moment? What's what's going on post post Christmas, New Year's?
0: Um, I haven't, I haven't really had a break to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I've just been well. I've been pretty lucky. Like my job, um, just been working right through the whole from lockdown to to what it is now, mm. um, and we've been busier than ever. Yeah. I work at Roland in the warehouse, so I lift pianos all day
1: oh, and sweet. drum kits. Oh, yeah. awesome. So, you, yeah, would so have, never, you, you would have seen the new V-Drums kit come through. Were you you allowed, allowed to unbox them and play them in the warehouse? Or
0: Man, I see everything, right? <laughs> I see all the new keyboards.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I've been pretty lucky. Like, we've just been – and and, like – I know a lot of people have been unfortunate in these times, but like Roland has just been killing it, like because everyone's staying home,
1: that's it. People right? are
0: buying instruments, so yep. we've just been flat out the whole time.
1: Yep, yeah, I haven't got room in here for a keyboard yet, but I, my my <laughs> um my lockdown purchase was fr- my first fretless bass. I've been wanting one, one for me. years. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. that's cool, man. It's good fun. Good fun, the old fretless. You've um, been a
0: bit of a jacko, jacko.
1: Yeah, um, uh, another level, that, there. another level, <laughs> get in there bro, But <laughs> sell yourself short mate, yeah man, so what about, uh, what about music, um, before the lockdown and, and you know how things are sort of like opening up again, getting out and playing any gigs, um, I saw you, you playing with, um, um, Uptown Funk, were you playing with those, with that band uh, for them? yeah?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um so i i kind of stopped doing um band gigs um pretty i was gr- grateful for the for the um opportunity to play like three four times a week yeah but I, that was just crazy eh? yeah, yeah
1: especially <laughs> like, especially working a full- time job yeah working
0: full time yeah um, trying to do my own music and yeah. and playing in the covers band was just well it was just In the end, it was just too much for me. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I ended up playing with uh, Uptown Funk uh, for a couple of years, playing bass. Okay. Um, and man, I learned a whole lot of stuff. Hey, Mm. I I could never sing and play bass before that. Right. But then I was kind of forced to in the end. And like the more you just you just had to do it. Hey, Mm. at the the gigs.
1: Can you sing? Can you sing and play guitar? Or still working on it? Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm trying. I'm actually trying to rap. And play instruments at the same time. Oh I, wow! No, that, no one, no one really does that. E. Hey.
1: That must, that must be tough.
0: Oh, bro! It's like the hardest thing. You have got two different, three it's different this, rhythms going at the same time.
1: Well, yeah, and uh, um, just the changes in phrasing, and you know, yeah. you, you don't want to be that that monotonal rapper too, just doing the same yeah. phrase, You know, it's people yeah. get bored of that. Got stuff to, real got real to quick. sound
0: natural, and y- yep. yeah, it's a work in progress.
1: Yeah. I mean, Anderson Pack does a pretty good job of that.
0: <laughs> he's he's another level. There. Well, he
1: can do. He, he
0: he's pretty. But awesome. it's crazy because he mm. cause there's a lot of drummers that can do that. Yeah. I guess I guess drummers are like used used to playing different rhythms at the same time. Yeah. But because uh, I play mostly guitar and bass. Yep. That, that's just like oh, I can't get my head around it. it just mm. does my head in mm. sometimes. Mm. But yeah, it's the kind of thing I'm working on.
1: Yeah, um, you got a new album coming out soon.
0: Yep, yep. Um I've been saying that for about four or five months
1: mm-hmm.
0: now. Um the longer I leave it, the the more songs I come up with. <laughs> <laughs> the more one. unfinished yeah, the more unfinished songs I, I, I have. But am um, February March is kind of my my deadline. Um yeah. and I do have enough material to kind of finish it. If I just knuckle down and put my head mm-hmm. my head in, I I can finish it. But it's, mm. again, it's time. Mm. and a whole lot of different things happening, just life in general. You know?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand.
0: Get distracted.
1: Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's roll back a little bit. Like, like. So what I w- don't want to do is, and I'll, I'll probably end up doing it anyway by mistake. But see, l- let's actually let's just l- let you explain the premise of your podcast, the Wonderland podcast, and then. When that's explained, when we start talking about, you know, your early days and stuff, Mm. I'll try and be a little bit conscious of not repeating what you're saying in your podcast. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Late 2021, you brought out a podcast called The Wonderland Podcast. So Mm. tell us a little bit about that.
0: Um, So podcast is pretty new for me. Like even just listening to a podcast, Okay. It's been a pretty new uh, experience for me. Um, to be honest, I'm kind of kind of sick of listening. Well, I shouldn't say it. It's kind of sick of listening to music. Um, I wanna kind of just escape somewhere else, um, get information. Um, and I've I've actually okay, so I have been looking for a podcast that kind of That I that I want to hear. Yep. Um, And it's more like a general kind of thing. So all all the things that I love. Yep. um, Which music, um, life, my culture. Yep. um, Obviously, food. Yep. Because you you know. Oh, okay.
1: Just on on that, (laughs) the statement of the year so far (laughs) is in your. Your first podcast, and you said, "Food, because if we don't eat, we die."
0: That's exactly right. <laughs> it's, and in the, not wait, fancy food, cheap food, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> quick food, <laughs> yeah. fast food, slow food, man. Yeah. That's that's the that's the fountain of yeah. life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all those kind of things. Sport, and I, I just wanted to. Um, because I couldn't find anything um, out there that has all that kind of stuff, like a lot of podcasts, and they kind of like focus on um, like one avenue yep. kind of yep. thing. Yep, um, which is cool because then I can like if I want to hear this certain thing at this time, like I can just go straight to that. That's it. Which is which is what is is handy. Um, yep. But for me, like I wanted, I thought I'd share all those kind of things all in one podcast, mm-hmm. and. Coming from a music background, um well actually, so I was working on my first our uh, second album, this new album, mm. and I needed a break, like just mentally needed a break. And and this podcast thing has always been on my in the back of my mind. Yep. Um and I thought, oh hell, what better way to take a break than just go completely into a different direction and yep. and work on and tell other people's stories. Um yeah, and, like, I went from just not couldn't write a song or couldn't write any lyrics to just, man, I was, when I was running up podcast ideas, man, the brainstorm just kind of like.
2: <laughs> just,
0: cool, man. It just came out. Yeah. Because um, you're using, like, a different creative side of, yep. of your mind, I guess. Um, and you have a different objective. Yep. Different goal. Um, so, yeah, and then I just started I um, already had the song Wonderland from my first album. I mm-hmm. uh, thought I'd remix that. Yep. Sorry, remix that for the intro and decided right, I want to just call it Wonderland, keep the brand going. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, well, here I am now. Like, bam. It's, it's been a real good experience for me. It's been like therapy for me.
1: Oh, that's great. Just yeah. It's, talking. it's
0: I don't get to talk very
1: often. Yeah. It's definitely cathartic. That's for sure. And you, um Yeah. Yeah, you just learn so much from other people. You know, that's the biggest thing I get I get yeah, out man. of doing this podcast. And you mentioned before about you you um you don't you you got sick or you don't like listening to music.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I was a little bit like that too. And I had a hard time trying to find new music to listen to. But since I've been doing this podcast, um I'm kind of I won't say force, but <clears throat> for example, um when I knew I was coming uh, going to be talking to you, I listened to your kilograms album, which I probably wouldn't have seen because i haven't seen i uh, haven't seen that advertised too much yeah. and fuck bro that album blows me away it's just awesome i i i don't understand why it's not it 's not out there more you know what i mean and it's cheers, it, cheers, with the bro. different guests that I have you know I go back and or go and find their albums and and i 'm um, listening to their music and it 's just made me Love so many more artists. You know what I mean? It's uh, mm. it's really, really, really cool thing about this podcast.
0: And that's the cool thing about um, discovering new music. You have a new, found love for it, and you're you're kind of refreshed and re- you are reset yep. your mind, and now now you're kind of just keen to listen to new stuff. Yeah, because you're yeah.
1: So the reason I got you to yeah introduce talk about your podcast series because it like very early on or well, your first episode, um, you talk a little bit about your um like a really short snippet of your life up to now. And yeah. um so I thought we will we will roll back and maybe, you know, dive a little bit deeper into some of that stuff and or get you to No, not don't have to go too <laughs> deep, but <laughs> But um we well for a start, like you're you're from you're from Wellington in, in New Zealand, um Porirua. I'm from Masterton, which oh, is yeah. in the Warup, just over the room yeah. of Tuckers. When I was listening to you telling your um, your story and how you ended up here in Sydney, Australia, our story is very, very much the same. I, I'm a little bit older than you. I'm um you uh, I, I came here in uh December ninety four and I was nineteen, mm. and you came in uh nineteen ninety-five and you were fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. Yeah, and Likewise, my father had come over here first to sort of set up shop, get a job, get somewhere to live, and then um, myself, my mother, and my brother came over. Um, the difference is I didn't get to go to school. My my younger brother did. Um, he, he got to do a couple of years at school, and mm-hmm. it was just straight into work for me. Um, and you also mentioned the culture shock. And, uh, yeah, it was massive, bro, because – for one, I'd never been in an airplane,
2: <laughs> yeah, well. so
1: fly, flying over here was one thing. Um, you know, walking out the the Sydney terminal doors, like when we left Wellington, and like you said, windy Wellington. Mm. I had um, I had a jumper on, I had jeans on when I left, yeah, and it was summer in New Zealand, and those those sliding doors opened, bro, and it was forty degrees. It was like Just it touched week. in the face. Yeah, so you grew up in, in Pororoa in Wellington. Tell us a little bit about the, your musical upbringing um, and um, yeah, how you sort of got into music and started playing instruments and what was that first instrument and, and also what was the music that you listened to?
0: Yeah, um, so music growing up. Um, my parents were um, devout Christians. They were strict Christians. We had to pretty much went to church four or five days a week or had something to do with church um, four or five days a week. Um, uh, we do like um, Bible reading every Sunday after church. Mm-hmm. Went to church in the morning on Sunday mm-hmm. at one church and then a different church in the afternoon and then had to read Bibles on Sundays, me and my brother. Um so Church music, um, choir, um, Samoans would have this um, kind of cultural um, festival kind of thing where you know you sing in groups and you do the um, sa-sa, it's called a sa like a slap um, dance, um, and you know they'd just be singing away, mm. um, kind of thing. So I was always a part of that, um, church choirs, and then I went to school. Um, actually, so it wasn't until I was an intermediate, which is like 10 or 11 years old, mm. that I actually started um, being interested in, in music, as in playing instruments. Um, my uncle had a guitar um, hanging up on the kitchen wall, um, and he'd play it every time, you know, uh, parents and, and aunties and uncles come over, they'd have a party. And then he'd grab the guitar and just jam on it. Um, they'd be singing at the top of their lungs, and then like I'd see this all the time. Mm. And then like that guitar on the wall, like I always wanted to touch it. Eh? Mm. But it took me ages to even have the the balls to go and take it off the wall.
1: Were you and allowed? Were you allowed though? Did Uncle say well, you just grab it, boy? No, nah, no. Nah, he never said that.
0: He never said anything. He never said anything. It was yep. just, it's like a relic. You know how you see things on the wall and <laughs> yeah. then you say, Well, I shouldn't be touching that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So no one was home one time and I just grabbed the guitar.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and I remembered the shape that he had his fingers in. Yeah. Um, it was a D chord, and then I tried it, mm. put the fingers on the strings, and then strummed it and like a, man, it just that was like the moment, eh, that just opened up everything. Cause I could hear the chord. I actually played a chord. Mm. Um You know, still couldn't play actual songs yet. But Mm. just the fact that I did that was now, I think, back to that. That was Mm. life-changing. So, yeah, and then I got together with um, some guys at school, um, started a band, um, you know, just playing Jackson 5 kind of things. Mm. Um, Started playing Wonderful Tonight and Wipeout. All the usual stuff. Mm. Um, What else is there? Music. Oh, and and throughout this whole time, my dad had a vinyl collection. And, like, his vinyl collection was kind of eclectic. It's not your People would think that I was listening to, you know, um, all the Motown stuff or, you know, all that kind of black music.
2: Mm.
0: But, like, no, he had, like, Neil Diamond. Mm. Um, Bruce Springsteen, and E Street band, vinyl, um, uh, Barbara Streisand. So I grew up literally with a wide variety of, of music, listening to it, um, eclectic. Mm. And because it was vinyl, I'd like open it up, read it. Um, and then I, th- I think that's where my fascination with the production side, the studio side mm. of music came in. Just opening it up and, and reading it. And some of those vinyls had like behind the scenes photos eh, in the studio. Yeah. But right. they always look cool to me.
1: Yeah. And they're always dressed to the nines, eh? Like, like, Bro. uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Like the shirts and, and, uh, and iron slacks with the seam, yeah. seam down the middle, you know, mm. leaning over that massive knee desk or, or across the, yeah yeah, 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 across the tape machine or something like that. Yeah.
0: Cigarettes. Cigarettes.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Or some people still do that Anyway Yeah, um, yeah, yeah And so Like my music upbringing Was just So vast And yep. and wide That To the point where I'm like confused <laughs> Right
2: <laughs>
0: Like um, Like I wanted to play guitar I wanted to play bass I wanted to play piano I went mm. My first um, lessons In instrument Was a piano lessons oh, I mm-hmm. hated it today mm. I didn't want to go To piano lessons mm. All mm. the cool guys Were going to guitar lessons But here I am Piano
1: lessons, yeah. But yeah the, like, the, didn't, that, that was the, didn't. that was the same with me. Piano, I started on piano, and it was around that same time as you too. Was I was third? Uh, I was uh, was first form, first form mm. intermediate, and I I went into Decca. Remember Decca? I store Decca.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah The yeah. Yeah, it was around Christmas time, and there was this um, piano song playing over the loudspeaker, and I said to my mum, "Can you go and ask the lady who who this is?" And um, so she went and asked, and they had the t- the t- the cassette tape sitting on the yeah. thing, and it was uh, piano by candlelight by by a New Zealand um, pianist called Carl Doy, and yeah. he just um he just played covers right, but it was just incredible. And then mm. from that moment on, I wanted to play um play piano. And then <laughs> I'm, another time, I was walking down the side, I I wasn't actually playing at that stage, but I was walking down the street, and our local music store had. The key, it's a guitar in the window, yeah, right. and I went oh, <laughs> Honestly, piano, <laughs> piano and awesome, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> so then I went and got piano lessons with this old this um old lady called Mrs Gold, and she had this grand piano inside her tiny wee little flat, you know. Yeah. And I was amazed how she got the piano in there. It's almost like they put the piano on the floor and then built the house around it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was piano for me. I, I liked it. But then she was a little bit too um she had a ruler, man, and 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 if my technique of my fingers was a bit off, whack. So, yeah, well she smacked me, you know, so I, I got over that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me.
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah, sorry, Bo, back to you.
0: <laughs> um We also. Um, yeah.
1: Oh actually can we um can we go back to the church? The music in the church and the yeah. church band. I, I'm, I, I didn't go to church, so I, I'm, I i do not understand that whole sort of church band thing. And yeah. so to be a, um, so how did it work if you wanted to play music in the church band? Not, not just choir, but if you wanted to come in and play guitar or drums or whatever, were you given an opportunity to give it a go, or did you have to sort of um, work your way into it? Was it sort of a revolving or sort of thing, you know what I mean? If or was there Ma- the set? Or was there the set guys that were there, and you just had to sort of sit and watch until you were sort of up to speed, type thing?
0: No, it was. It was. Um, it wasn't like a um Pentecostal church. It was a Catholic church, so we weren't playing. We weren't playing like a you know. This, you didn't have to have chops or anything. Um, oh no, no, I'm not thing. talking
1: about the whole gospel chop thing. That's a yeah.
0: <laughs> so it was pretty much just a, like an organ or piano and a guitar.
1: Oh right, okay, gotcha.
0: And 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 like, um, I guess as as soon as someone in the church had an inkling that you could play anything, yeah, it's like, yep, you're up. Okay, cool. Hey, grab the guitar, you're playing. That's great. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I kind of learned how to play a lot of the hymns and church songs from um, memory because I couldn't read mm. um, music back then. Mm. So I'm just kind of going off the top of my head and just following the, the organ player. But mm. it was a cool time. Like mm. you learnt, you didn't have, I didn't have an amp or anything, it was just an acoustic guitar. So I, from the get-go I was playing loud, <laughs> the acoustic guitar loud from in the church so everyone yeah. can hear. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I played guitar in the, um, like the cultural um, cultural events that the Samoans would have. Um, so I'd be playing guitar in the middle of a cricket field sort of mm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, oh you know, like Maldives do too. Mm, yeah. And the Cappa Huckers, you know. Mm. Um Yeah, And I was doing that right up to um when I moved over here into to Australia. My uncle knew I could play guitar, so I ended up playing guitar at, at his church yep. every week. Mm. Um and it, you know, it was it was kind of it was cool. It was a good school of music, mm. the old church. You had to play it right or it was You know, they'd look at you funny.
1: (laughs) What was the? What do you reckon was the biggest lesson that you learnt from from playing in church? Um,
0: Listening to everyone Mm. is my biggest. That's probably the biggest lesson. Listening, as in, like, you got to listen to where the music's going, Mm. Um, and watching the conductor, sort of thing. So, got you know, just. Be aware of what's happening in in the in the space. Mm. Kind of like you know, band, bands nowadays. You're always looking around at what the other guy's going to do next, or if always going to give you a sign, yep. sort of thing. You know, mm. the top or something. Mm. So I learned that in church. Like, just be aware of of everyone, because everyone's mm. playing a part in the in the in the song. Mm. Now,
1: going from you know, jamming in the in the church band. With you know just a guitar and, and a, an organ or keyboard player, what effect did that have on your on your timekeeping and your time playing? So if you went and all of a sudden was playing with the drummer,
0: hmm.
1: um, you know what I'm saying? There was it was it hard to adapt? Did, could do you sort of develop your own sort of time between yourself and the and and the organ player, and then you get with the drummer and you kind of struggled? You know you know what I've hmm. I've never practiced. Time
0: okay, I never. Um, maybe I was just kind of kind of you know, just naturally born playing yep. in being able to play in time, but I, I never understand. practiced, I never practiced metronome mm. or I don't even know what a metronome was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I don't, maybe I was just it was just from playing songs, yep, like playing to uh, recorded songs, mm. but I don't know, yeah, I've never had any trouble. Playing in time, Mm. Um, I have trouble soloing in
2: time.
1: (laughs) Now you just just tell everyone you just crossed the bar lines. That was on purpose. That was this new phrase. Check this phrase out. Watch this. My
0: rhythm is my rhythm is like the bar me, but solo. Yeah, nah, forget it. Everyone says when I play, it was like, "Hey, take a solo." I was like, "Yeah, nah, nah."
1: Yeah, just
0: finish the song now, mate.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Two bar break. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, awesome. Um so you um okay, so let's Yeah, let, let's let's head over to Australia now. So how did that sort of how did that come about, the decision to move from New Zealand to um Australia?
0: Well I was fifteen. Mm. Um I don't even know. Like how my parents decided to move—I don't even remember them deciding yep. or even telling us they were moving over. All I remember is my dad going to Australia. I had yep. family here. Like I had cousins. Yep. Um. But yeah, like just pretty much one day my dad flew over here, and my mum got a car, started driving. She never used to drive, mm-hmm. so like it was a big change for all of us. Mm. Um. I think yeah, and he. Went over maybe a year um, to work and and like uh, sort out a school for us, us boys, um, and and a, and a place to stay. Mm. <clears throat> um, yeah, it was like pretty sudden how it all happened.
2: Mm.
0: Like I was just wasn't aware of what was happening. I was fifteen, and my parents, you know, kind of growing up. They're not the, my dad wasn't the one kind of. Kind of guy that would tell you
1: what's happening in life. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. The experience for me was. Uh. I think we kind of knew we were co- we were coming over, and you know, we we well, my dad was we'd we'd had a family business, and we lost that, and then we were mm. sort of struggling for work, and then then one day, um, because my yeah, I've got aunties and uncles over here too. and My grandmother was had been over here in Sydney for a holiday, and she she went back to. Um, back to New Zealand and dad, my dad was looking through the newspaper
0: and
1: mm. the classifieds and he saw an ad for a, a job a workshop manager in, in his trade. So he just, the next day just rang this fella up and said, look, I'm, I'm in New Zealand, can I come over for an interview? And the guy goes, yeah. yeah well. So he took a bit of a chance and came over yeah. and did the interview and got the job but he had to, you know, come over here and work on probation so that's why he came in. Mm. did it by himself and then when we moved over it was like um, okay we're moving to Australia to me it was like me and my little brother was like oh cool we're going on a holiday to Australia because we hadn't been anywhere before Yeah, um, and that's how it was for the first sort of six months and then the novelty of, of it all sort of wore off and then the next thing off. you know was that the whole, the whole culture shock thing came and mm. you know um, and I wasn't at, I wasn't at school I was just working and yeah, it was, it was full on <laughs> until you realise. Oh shit! I'm 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 in a different part of the world. Like this is it? <laughs> That's it. This is it now. Yeah. yeah. Well, was the, there Was there any stage there where you felt sort of homesick or felt like you wanted to come to go back? Because it happened to me. That yeah, probably about six eight months, and I was that, over
0: it. I was. I think I'm more. I just missed the people. Who yes, I grew up with. Yeah. But like the the culture shock thing, I, I didn't actually know I was feeling that. Yeah. Like I didn't realize I was going through that until like a f- that's what I went through like a few years ago.
2: Okay.
0: And then I realized, oh, hell, yeah, those are sort of – um, that's what I was feeling at the time. Mm. So because I didn't know that that's what I was actually feeling, I was like just confused pretty much. Right. Um, didn't know what to do. Um, and like, yeah, like, hell, this is it. Like I'm here. This is it. Mm. So I was just kind of drifting. Um, I went from New Zealand, I was like, you know, top student, getting mm. good grades, mm. uh, to come in here. And my, I'm like at the bottom of the class kind of thing
2: mm.
0: because I'm just like lost. Not lost in, you know, um, just, just like confused. Mm. And it's kind of hard to explain, eh?
1: That just... um Reminded me of something in your episode, uh, in your your introduction episode, when you're talking about when you're at um, um, the doing the sound engineering course, and then you were yeah. sort of sitting up the back of the class and not sort of focusing, yeah. and then going to eat your lunch in the toilet and that kind of thing, the whole introvert sort of thing. Yeah. You you think it was you think it was that? I get, I think that was
0: pretty much a turning point. Um, mm. Moving here, I've mm. always been like. Like, I know I've always been um, someone who kind of kept to myself never mm. really talked mm. um, um, but like like you know you get me amongst friends and then I'm like just you know my pants are on fire when I'm with mm. my friends um mm. but yeah just in that kind of situation since moving to Australia it just my confusion and my me missing my friends and stuff. And being lost, kind of, maybe just kickstarted that introvert um, personality, mm. um, and like again, like introvert, like that feeling. I didn't know that's what I was feeling. Like mm. I didn't know anything about what's the word, like introvertism. Uh, not sure. Uh, introvert, intro introvert. Nah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Like so, the whole GMC Academy thing. Um, for a year from the, from the get go eh, it was like I wanted to be there mm. but I didn't want to be around all these people mm-hmm. Um, so I'd, yeah I'd sit at the back I wouldn't even like open the textbook I'd just mm. be sitting there lecturers talking everyone's discussing things Um, and like I, I learned stuff because it's not that I'm not listening it's just I just don't wanna be around these people,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: um, and even like, like just now thinking about it, I'm like I'm starting to go back into a kind of where the whole body is just kind mm. of mm-hmm. I'm starting to get numb, um mm. but, yeah, so we'd have like two breaks during the day, and every break, I just go to the toilet into one of the cubicles and just stay there until mm. it breaks over, mm. um, I buy my lunch. Before getting to the JMC, and then um, when lunchtime comes, I'd go, you know, into the toilet and eat my lunch, mm. and like so far, like, and at the time, I don't know why I was doing it because I, you know, um, and so yeah, this happened every day. Mm. Um, in the end, I didn't even like pass. I didn't even I failed the whole mm. thing. Mm. Um, well, I did like a certificate four, so I got my certificate three. Yeah, okay. I didn't. Get, I didn't get the the certificate four. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's another thing. Like, like how like they teach you that you have to make coffee after you leave here. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not getting orders. <laughs> 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 I'm not taking orders, getting yeah. lunch for everyone, man. I came here to, to to produce music. I came here to record people. I'm like, yeah teach you, you know, you gotta make coffee and do assistant engineer stuff. Yeah, nah. I
1: don't want that. <laughs> Straight to the top, bro. Straight <laughs> yeah, to the top. Yeah, nah, so, what's this,
0: what's so this runner shit? Yeah, I know, right? Come on. They only do um, that in
1: America in the US, <laughs> don't they?
0: <laughs> I mean like I understand like they're yeah, saying yeah. like you know you get do your yeah. apprenticeship and then work your yeah. way to the top. But like That's at the it. time I'm like, yeah, nah, nah, you don't even know who I who, who I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, and then I stopped, I finished it, um, kind of s- stopped wanting to do music because because of their whole experience, mm. um, and then went back to playing footy, um, mm-hmm. and footy became my escape then, um, yeah, and then wanted to be a, a footy player, wanted to play for the Wallabies, mm. um, funnily enough.
1: What's yeah, going on dude. there? <laughs> yeah. Thanks for thanks for joining me today, bro. <laughs> I'll see you there. <laughs> as, no, long as you could, did, As long as you didn't start going for the Waratahs, bro. Like no, yeah, no, Hurricanes I all day. Uh, yeah, you're, I'm, you're, you're, you're I'm hurricanes. I'm hurricanes, yeah, hurricanes yeah. to the core, man. Wow, my man. But, let's, talk, uh, actually, let's, talk but, bit, let's talk about that. Yeah, look, uh, actually, if you end up doing a podcast episode, the wonderland podcast on the hurricanes you Bro. call me cuz oh. I'm in. I'm in all
0: day Hell yeah let's do yeah. That.
1: S- <laughs> the stats man <laughs> oh oh man oh i could go i could go on for hours yeah mm. i just yeah just love my hurricanes so um okay sorry so back to yeah so you got away you got away from the music and and sort of dug you know, got your um, put your boots back on, so to speak, and started mm. playing footy. How long was it till you started to get the itch to get back into the music? And and how did you, or, or did you know going back to play footy? Did that kind of bring you out of the that sort of introvert thing? Or what's, th- what what sort of got you out of that? You reckon? I
0: think so. Because mm-hmm. um, I was playing playing with you know older guys, um, mm. and a different um, like different teams too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I played for Penrith uh, Union Mm -hmm. um, and then moved over to Two Blues, Parramatta, Mm -hmm. um, and then played a little bit of, you know, um, New South Wales Colts or Sydney uh, Colts and then even had a a go at Sydney Samorans too. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, I got to play with different teams and kind of mingled with different people Mm -hmm. for the first time, which changed my... um, I guess my social skills mm. um, had to listen to different coaches. Um, mm. You know, after the game, outside of the off the field, it's like you know you party with different different guys from other teams, and mm. um, so yeah, that that time in footy, now that like you mentioned it, um, I guess it did did help me bring uh, help me bring uh, come out of that shelly. Mm. Um, but I don't know when the itch to go back into music happened, eh? I guess from when I didn't uh, want to train
1: anymore. <laughs> 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 Just had a party and the music guitar <laughs> yeah. there. And like, oh, that's right. Listen. <laughs> um
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I guess, uh, well, yeah. I uh, got a job as a Glazer. Um and then just, I think I just decided, oh, no, you know what? So my wife now, that's when I met my wife now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just mucking around with beats um, for a hip-hop crew. We started a hip-hop crew in New Mount And then there was a cassette tape, um, and she got a hold of it. Mm. And kind of just um, got in contact with me to... Just before she was my wife, um, got in contact with me to, to produce her album. Mm. So I guess it was that was my ticket. <laughs> that was my ticket out of footy, um, yep. and my ticket out of um, working because I didn't, I don't know, I didn't mind glazing, but mm. you know, I didn't want to do it forever. So mm. um, I thought I'd give it a give it a crack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then I started playing. Uh, Man, and then so that process, the whole recording of her album, I never really played chords or anything when I was doing the hip-hop stuff. It was just pretty much beats, Mm. samples, um, and just, you know, just tattooing on the keys,
2: Mm.
0: you know, pressing notes. Um, But, yeah, when I did her, her album, it was like I was playing chords that I never usually played, so... That was like a whole, that was a challenge and I was excited mm. to 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 enter a new world of of my music kind of thing.
2: Mm.
0: I think that was a I think that was where the, the itch came back.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, so I stopped footy, finished work, and went back into making music. And then she got me into um the into work doing work for Idol TV. Mm. Oh, so, so hang
1: on so for people who don't know your your wife is Erinna Clark yeah and um if you're a New Zealander you'll know who Erina Clark is she's awesome and er- and Erinna was the she was the voice coach on Australian Idol wasn't she yeah yep
0: oh she started on pop stars pop stars was the first one Oh, okay right yeah um and then that kind of turned into Australian Idol yeah yeah, yeah but mm. yeah um, so yeah and then and that was like another thing altogether like hell this is like this this Polynesian kid who's never played chords before mm. all of a sudden is on this big time you know prime time television so mm. well not on it but like working on it sort of thing so the pressure was on and like oh, I got thrown into the deep end there like you had to do things yesterday yeah right for those kind of shows
1: right um, that's serious pressure right Hell, That's yeah. Serious pressure. And
0: you had to get it right the first time. So I was doing well. So we had a studio in D.Y. and we were doing all the actual workshops from there. All the mm. stuff you saw on TV was just for TV. Mm. Um So all the actual contestants and judges would come to, over to our studio mm. and I'd do all the workshops. So I'd be recording the workshops and doing some arrangements, um, recording some of the backing tracks for the um, songs that they use live. Mm. Um yeah. And then kind of just moved on to, you know, natural progression to X Factor and doing other shows, TV shows, mm. um, and then working my way into library music. Mm. So I got I got a gig with Warner Chapel production. Um yeah yeah. Um uh, just doing whatever they wanted me to do. Yep. So I do like you know thirty second snippets, anything, and then they shop it out to 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 TV, movies, radio, jingles, anything, right? Um, you know, phone hold, yep, sort of thing. Um, so man, so so that, just
1: ju- sorry, just on that then, because I, I I know, um, I, I've talked to people on the podcast before that have, you know, are involved in the that whole sort of, um, sound library stuff, yeah, and. So when you're working for Sony, were you just sort of working, um, working uh, for them as an as an employee? And if the say, for example, um, you did a snippet or whatever, and, and that hit and that got on a top show, I know, I know a couple of guys that that's happened to, and yeah. they've got royalties for that, and that stuff's still coming. Yeah. Were you in, a, in that kind of position? You don't have to talk about that if you don't want to, but
0: um, uh, I, I never got a actually. No, I never got a a TV um what do you call it? Theme. Mm. Um, but I have um, you know, some of my stuff's been on Judge Judy. Um, oh, cool. sometimes sometimes <laughs> I um go uh, one time I was in a hotel, and I turned mm. the TV on and there was this real estate program, like an English one of those cottage English cottage <laughs> um places that just went onto the yeah. channel and one of my songs yeah. was playing on that. Oh. Um I've got a reality shows. I had a song um, that was used by a wrestler, mm-hmm. his entrance song, entrance theme once. Um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, damn, wow, I love wrestling. <laughs> 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 and there's this guy, uh, what was his name? Uh, Caprice Coleman or something like that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was no rock but, like, yeah. he still used <laughs> my song as his entrance theme. That was pretty cool.
1: That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And, yeah, did yeah, that's that's cool. It that answers that question. Um. So just, uh, just going back to when, you know, you would have the contestants and the judges coming into your studio that you had there in, in DY. So did did they help you sort of set up the studio a certain way or did you know what to expect when they were going to be coming in to do these sessions in regards to what gear you needed or that you had or did you have to sort of um, upscale? Did they help you upscale or, or was it just you just – did what you no, had to do with what you had.
0: Yeah, yeah, we pretty much did what we had to do. Um, mm-hmm. We had it set up previously before that um, uh, to do my stuff and to do Erin's vocal coaching outside mm-hmm. of like TV. Mm-hmm. So she did private lessons too. Um, so I was already kind of set up that way. Um, and then just the whole TV thing um, was a pretty easy transition. It was more just, you know, on a personnel level. Like you got it. it was just sleepless nights. Mm. Um, yeah, but it was cool. It was a good experience. Hell yeah, mm. it was a real good experience.
2: Mm.
0: Would I do it all over again? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Look, I, I had fun and learnt so much stuff. Um, and I worked think with. That, do you
1: think that that pressure brought the best out of you, or?
0: Yeah, bro. Yep. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, I learned so much stuff. I worked with, like, with John Foreman, who was the MD on Idol, mm-hmm. um, with Chong Lim on, on a couple of albums with Sony.
2: Mm.
0: So it was like I'm, like, learning from, you know, these veterans, these pros. Um, You know, I'll get stuff wrong. Like I, you know, I. Import files at the wrong frequency, you know, you know uh, bit rate. Yeah, so yeah, I've done that too. Yeah. I lost the job, uh, Channel Seven job, doing that. We um, won't get into that. You know, you learn from mistakes. <laughs> so it was all like, like, like higher and and faster than it was meant to be. <laughs> like, they were like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Oh man! But yeah, it was yeah. yeah. The whole thing was a good experience. Like I, I would do it all over again.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's cool. if um is there any sort of opportunities for that stuff these days? I suppose the the T V works pretty close shop. I I guess the you know the the Well it's only
0: like the voice now. As yeah. far as reality shows, I guess.
1: Mm. Um yeah, but I heard I heard Idol was coming back. Australian yeah, Idol was I, coming been,
0: back. I've been I've been hearing that from the, the year it stopped.
1: Oh okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you'll you'll be waiting, in you know, another ten yeah. years for
1: that I don't know. I don't know. Um, while you were, I guess, maybe you wouldn't have had time to do it. But were you playing in bands and that kind of stuff around that time, or was this just no? I never encompassing?
0: Played, I, yeah, I never played live then. Okay. Um, not because um, actually not because that I couldn't. I think at at the time, not because of time. Um, mm. Constraints But I think I just I wasn't comfortable Playing live
1: Okay So was it That's the the introvert thing Yeah 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 okay Well
0: Yeah yep. I, I don't even know I didn't I didn't start playing Cover gigs Live Till This Uptown Funk thing Which was Three okay. Two or three years ago mm. And the first And that was pretty much My first covers gig Okay Cause I remember it I was Nervous as hell. I was sweating.
1: Mm. My
0: hands were shaking.
1: Different um, kind of pressure, eh?
0: It's it's different. I was asking Ralph yeah. for some some Valium. That's how battles. Like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even want to drink. Like, nah yeah. man, give me some of the heavy, heavy stuff. <laughs> 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 I was so nervous because I had learned yeah. the songs. Like I, I yeah. may have overlearned the songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and put the pressure on, on myself because it ended up being cool geek Yeah. And then and fun. But like yeah, that first gig, I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. Just I don't want to go for that feeling again.
1: Just nerves. <laughs> <You> t-
0: <laughs> just the nerves are just crazy with yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and then ended up playing three, four times a week, which is mm-hmm. cool. Um, now I just do duo stuff. Um, me and um, Ashley, my stepdaughter, mm-hmm. we just do duos. Um I come out of retirement every month. Just <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you still do you still get you still get nervous? Or are you pretty cool now.
0: No, not at the duo gigs. Okay. Um, because you know, because now it's like, like I don't mind if I play something wrong. Now I just kind of go with it. It's just, yep. you just now it's just jam. Like I play mm-hmm. songs different every time now, mm-hmm. and I'm happy. I'm cool with that. Mm. Um. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah. I don't get nervous mm. at gigs anymore. I get nervous at other things, but mm. not not with music.
1: That's cool. Who are some musicians that inspire you? Let's let's go. Let's start with say, guitarist. That's hard, eh? Mm. You
0: know what? One of the earliest guitarists that I grew up listening to was Chet Atkins. Really? Right. Um there's another one. My dad had a record of him when I was right. growing up. Yep. So I used to listen to him all the time. And I still watch his videos now. And like it's just his his playing is just so relaxing and calming.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um He did there was cool when the first time I heard of Chet Atkins is when he did some he did some stuff with Mark Knopfler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the first time first time. I, I heard remember it. that, yeah. Yep.
0: Um so, so one of them would definitely be Chet Atkins. I can't really think of. Um, I've never been like a like a like a like one of those solo um, guitarists, like the the big mm-hmm. solo sounding guys, like Steve Vai or. Like those no, gotcha. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a kind of just love to chill and listen to um, kick back to to kind of chill. Yeah, I you. Gotcha. Musicians.
1: Yeah, gotcha. So but I mean, yeah, big big we've all got we've all got them. We've all got those inspirational yeah play, players that give us something that other players don't. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, and I guess well, just thinking now, like George Benson, mm. I saw him live. Um, he was playing here in Sydney with Marcus Miller. I think Marcus Miller was in the band too. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, bro, that guy's a freak. Yeah. Sing, and then he starts singing. it was like, oh hell. Oh. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess Chet Atkins and George Benson.
1: Yeah, cool. Now, what about bass players? Bass players? Mm-hmm. Damn. You know, I, I
0: don't have a favourite bass player because mm-hmm. I don't listen to um, music because of the bass player, eh? Funnily enough. mm
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I guess, you know, I like listening to Jacko. I like listening to, like, the heavy Funk stuff, uh, mm. you know. Larry, well, name Larry Graham. Yep. Uh, Brothers Johnson.
1: Yeah, Marcus Miller, obviously. M- yep. Marcus
0: Miller, um, mm. there's, bro. There's just too. Ma- there's actually too many bass, cool bass players. Yeah. Um, that just hold, hold the bottom end. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who's the, bro? The
1: Mark King. Mark King. Yeah. Bro, I was yeah, just yeah. about to say him. Little in, in my in Masterton, there was a group of bass players that sort of brought that music into Masterden. Yeah. And um the, <laughs> the first time I ever heard Running in the Family was a live was a live version. It was one of these fellas in my town playing it. Yeah. And um all the other bass players were like, Oh man, he can play running in the family like, you know, he's the man. <laughs> you know everyone's trying to <laughs> copy him and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I heard the original and um and then from there I the the Level 42 stuff I got into, there was there's an album, it's called Guaranteed and it came out about 90, 92, 93 mm-hmm. and it's got um, Alan Holdsworth playing guitar on it yep, yep. and I don't know if you heard of a drummer and a piano player called Gary Husband.
0: They're, the name they're, play, a bar, yep.
1: they're playing in Level 42 and yep. that stuff's just awesome. But I, I could listen to Mark King all day. He's mm. just, there, you know, there's a guy that, that – can sing his ass off yep. and play his ass off at the same time, yeah. you know. Just, just yeah, born with a D. Amazing. He started off as a drummer. Did you know that?
0: I'd, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. Um, read a little bit um, of On Him. Yeah. Um,
1: but he yeah was the just... be, and he was the best drummer in their town. Yeah, true. Sure. Right. I, I can't – was it Isla White or something? Oh, I'm probably wrong there. But, yeah, so their, their town in the area, he was the best drummer in town. Yeah, right. And um, so he, um,
0: there wasn't enough one.
1: Wasn't enough yeah. for him. No. <laughs> there's he- the heaps other drummers around. Not many bass players. So he started playing yeah. bass, yeah. <laughs> and became the best play- bass player in town. <laughs> the
0: bass playing drummer. Hey.
1: <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, what about drummers then? Ah, Chris, Chris oh yeah, awesome. Uh, you know what? That, big- that that your kilograms album. There's some there's some parts of that that remind me of the roots. You can hear the your roots, the, Bro, roots the roots, influence in there. The roots Big are one it.
0: of my biggest um, hip hop influences. E. Yep. From the first time I ever heard their album. Um, yep. Actually, I heard their second album first, mm-hmm. which is *Ildelf Half Life*. But yeah, from that moment on, I was like, I'm stuck on these guys, and I yeah. was lucky to see them live too. And it was like the best live show I've ever oh, been oh, to. Wow, that's
1: awesome.
0: Um, but yeah, Quest Love, purely because like hip hop. That's mm-hmm. like I love hip hop and I love that. Um, live hip hop sound.
1: Mm.
0: I'm sure there's other ones. I can't think of right now.
1: Yeah, well, that'll do. <laughs> yeah,
0: the the usual, you know, Clyde, yeah. James Brown,
1: yeah, Stubberfield. Stubblefield. Yep. Um, yep.
0: But yeah, then yeah, yeah, yep. Heaps,
1: good going yeah. all day.
0: That, that, I um, love the that, the that tight drum sound.
1: Yeah. Um. So your that album I just mentioned, Kilograms. So that came out 2019. Um. How long, how long was that in the making? Did you just um, decide, oh, "I'm going to do an album"? Let's put some songs together, or, or some of these songs sort of been on the boil for for years.
0: Yeah, so on the album, there's like a couple of a few songs that I had because um, I up, up till then I hadn't released anything officially, mm. so I had songs two, three years before mm. I released it. Um uh you could probably like if you listen carefully, my voice is different <laughs> mm. <laughs> on a few of those songs. My, you know, the older it is, the, the older the song, the young the higher my pitch. Right. Um but yeah it's it's been a well and then I decided, well, I've got to put out a, a project. So mm. and I still love these songs, so I put it all on the one um album. Mm. Um yeah, and I just kind of decided that was my goal at the time, mm. to release an album. Oh, man, so even like releasing the album was as a story because we were moving, my missus decided to move house kind of like a day, two days before I had the album release. And I was still working on the album up until <laughs> up until moving the house. I actually, right. we moved the house even and I was still um, trying to record and mix the album like in the van sort of thing, moving van. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was probably like a really stressful time because I had not the album released because I had the like the live album launch too at mm-hmm. the same time, so released on the live album launch. So... I had like the pressure of the live launch, the pressure of actually finishing the album <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the pressure of moving house. And moving houses as you might know, people will know that's the most stressful thing yep. in the world. Yep. So yeah, that all kind of and when it like that uh, when that live album launch finished, I collapsed like the next day. It was just mm. so much relief yep. in my body and a whole lot of weight off my shoulders. And I promise to never ever do that again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and here I am now. Hey, working yeah, yeah. on the
2: second one. Yeah.
1: All right, tell us about the second album then. What what have we got what have we got in store? Similar sort of stuff, or you sort of change change tack a bit? So my thing is always
0: um, you know, feel good hip hop. Yep. Um there's enough. I figured, you know, there's enough kind of um emotional, sad, street, um, yep. storytelling stuff out there. So, uh, you yep. know, I'm naturally a kind of cheerful guy now. Um, mm. Well, my well, missus wouldn't say that, but um, so everything I do, I try to make it so people will feel good or some kind mm-hmm. of um, happiness. Um, yep. So it's pretty much a continuation of that. You'll hear the same vibe. I, I love string arrangements. Mm. Um so I'll sit down, you know, working on an arrangement of days and just um, I love live instrumentation. So um, I'll make a point of trying to play everything in a take, mm-hmm. even my vocals. Um, I'll go from, you know, from the beginning to the end of the verse uh, without dropping in, mm-hmm. which, which probably, you know, people don't really care about this stuff, but that, that's kind of not like my mind Uh, mindset at the moment. Um, So there's like little kind of goals here and there. Um, Mm. It Mm. still has like, you know, hip-hop influence, soul, funk, um, gospel. Mm. Um, And I try to make – I actually make a point of trying to sound different, trying to make my music sound different. So I'll I'll chuck in the bridge. You won't hear many bridges in hip-hop songs. Mm. I'll just chuck one in because, you know, no one else has one.
1: Mm. And key the, changes uh, Key I'll changes in,
0: Yeah bro At least one
1: or two Love key it. changes At least two key, key changes Yeah. Because
0: like you know yeah. You don't hear Jay-Z with a key change eh? <laughs> 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 So yeah yeah. I'll make a point of Trying to make my stuff different And it's always challenging to me Which keeps me on my toes And you know, yeah. keeps me excited And keen to, to finish it sort of. Yeah And I've got a few guests Always, always try and get um some guests on my, on my um my albums. I had it was on my first one. I Had a few guys. I got. I had a guy. I only had one rapping a rapper guest on my first one, and I tried to get him. His name's Afacasi from Brisbane. Mm-hmm. First time I heard his stuff was on uh, Triple J Unearthed, and we mm-hmm. released something at the same time, like separate tracks. I don't know. Him. I didn't know him mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. uh, but I saw him, and he. I saw his track and I listened to it. I was like, damn, this guy's a man. So I had to connect with him. I sent him a message and I got him on one of my songs and then um, tried to hit him up for my second album. Mm. And I didn't know this at the time. I messaged him and then um, I noticed on his, because I noticed he he hadn't posted for a while on Facebook Mm. and Instagram and then I saw on his uh, Facebook page that everyone was... um, Sending him um, condolences, and you know he, he had passed away, so mm. that was kind of pretty sad. Mm. Um, the only guy I'd ever get to feature on my stuff, the only rapper, and you know, bit of a bit of a downer. But mm. ah, so on, else have I got? I've got uh, my stepdaughter Ashley, who is known mm. artistically as Shelby Wright. Uh, she'll be on this album. Um been working with a girl called Matea. Um she's in uh Haiku hands. I don't know if you know Haiku hands. It's yeah. Like a um Aussie pop um group. Uh she's done stuff with fundamentals, um, a whole lot of Aussie hip hop artists. So yeah, she, she's jumping on a couple of tracks. Uh, I always try to get local guests see. Yep. Um people that don't usually um, release stuff or people might not have heard of and yeah. Mm. yeah it's it's kind of me helping the the other artists I guess
1: yeah that's cool
2: can't wait to hear it man
1: so what's what's the new album called are you allowed to say that yet or are you waiting oh yeah, to... yeah
0: no, it's called um... okay
1: yep so
0: well, so I kind of have this um, picture on my head of what this album represents. Mm-hmm. Like a like I'm going into new territory, exploring new things. So I decided to call this album La Maravilla Maron, mm. um, which is Spanish for the brown wonder. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of, kind of me being like an ambassador uh, of my music and awesome. sharing it, um, you know, with, with with unknown, uncharted territory sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and like I'm always interested in other people's cultures and one of my mates um, from work is, is Peruvian. And just one day he called me La Maravilla Moron and I'm like, bro,
1: so, what was it? <laughs> 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 say it again. <laughs> can you write, can You get to write it down. Get the spelling right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you say that?
0: Yeah. So, get it to the <laughs> so I'm like, bro, this one next album, La So yeah, it kind of started from from there, and you even like, um, you know, how rappers always have like a different name too. Yeah. So the ambassador cool kind of kind of came from that too.
1: That's cool, man. Yeah. So yeah. That's cool. So, new album coming out soon. The Wonderland podcast, and that that's spelt um, W U N D A, not W O N D E R. Um, where can we Where can we get the podcast? Where Where's it at?
0: Podcast. You can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. uh, and Google too. I think. Yep. The, the Google Podcasts. Um, yeah, have you, got
1: a, have you got a link tree? Have you got a link tree? I do.
0: I do have a link tree oh, on I'll, my Instagram.
1: Okay, I'll I'll put that in the show notes of this episode. So, Cheers, bro. everyone go to the link tree and check out the Wonderland podcast. It's pretty awesome. Um, um,
0: so yeah, it's all kind of like the album, the podcast. It's all kind of like part of the journey and and just a step towards towards other goals in thanks. my life that I that you know kind of keep me going.
1: That's great, man. Thanks for joining me today bro. Um, bro. A2. Oh, can I ask where A2 A2 came from?
0: Oh yeah, so, bro, that's a whole another story. No, nah, it's not much of a story. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> so my actual name is Christian. Yep. Yeah, uh, what do you call it? On a birth certificate, government name, birth as Christian Lawful. Um but my parents gave me a Samoan name which is AITU. A I T U. Mm-hmm. But like a couple of, you know, my Aussie mates saw my name spelt out, the I-2, and started calling me A-2.
2: Okay.
0: Um, and then when I started a hip-hop group, couldn't think of a name, so I just said A-2. So now I'm like capital A number two. Um, That's cool. So that kind of – so most people actually know me by A-2, and that become kind of my, you know, music name, producer mm. name. And then I, when I decided to actually release stuff, I thought, well, maybe I should – Change my name even further, and just keep it separate, like my production producer mm. name and my artist um, project name, yeah. as the Brown Wonder. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got like three sets
1: of names. <laughs> 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 got a few alter alter egos, yeah. bro. I I have been trying just trying to ca- catch you skip between each sort of character, but bro, I not And it's seen funny because yeah, like people don't know
0: what to call me now. Like when they <laughs> message me on Facebook and stuff, it's like, hey. <laughs> and that's it.
1: What did I say? I think I went, hey, bro. <laughs> well, that's probably you, bro. That, that's a good one.
0: Hey, yeah. Mr. Wonder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome, bro. Been great talking to you, man. Everybody, check out the Wonderland podcast and look out for um, A2's music. It's also on Bandcamp, so there's links to yes, that. Uh, in the, in the show notes. Um, looking forward to, yeah, hearing more episodes of this podcast, bro. It's um, piqued my interest. I'm really enjoying it, I'm, and I'm going to work on my intro game.
0: No nah, man, likewise. <laughs> I've been listening to your podcast for ages, bro. You're a veteran you, in the game, man.
1: I wouldn't go that far.
0: <laughs> no <Nah>, man, <laughs> you, you keep doing what you do. I, man, I only one of the reasons I started was because you're doing it.
1: Really? Oh, really? Yeah,
0: wow, man. man. I, I listened to your podcast like for, for ages before I actually oh, had the balls to do it.
1: Oh, thanks, bro. That's cool, man.
0: And, like, do you got, like, so many – you got some legends on your on your podcast, man.
1: Yeah, been been lucky, man. And now I've got another one on, so that's cool.
0: Oh, my man. <laughs> <laughs> my man. Cheers, ah, brother.
1: Awesome, bro. Take care of yourself and uh, I'll catch up with you soon.
0: Cheers. All right, later, bro.